housing heading into 2023, some of the strategic plans moving forward. One of the other things that we have been keeping an eye on for a long time now is long-term care. And we know that back in August, we had the passage of some legislation, the More Beds, Better Care Act. And when legislation is passed, sometimes it takes a little while before we can assess it, see how things are going. Some of the concerns from Bill 7, the More Beds, Better Care Act, come from the fact that people can be moved a long way away from where they are. There was a one-size-fits-all feel to it. So as we head into 2023, let's talk about this and see where long-term care sits. Somebody who has been following it very closely is the London Health Coalition's Peter Bergmanis, and he joins us now. Peter, how are you? Yeah, hi there, uh, and Happy New Year to you, Mike. Happy New Year to you too, Peter, and we're hoping it's a happy new year for long-term care, but let's face it, we still have a one-size-fits-all approach that people have been very critical of. What are you seeing? Well, uh, I wish I could always say that it was a better new year, but the last few years just haven't materialized that way. Uh, Long-term care is uh, no exception, I'm afraid. Um, The Bill 7, which was supposed to fix uh, our long-term care issues, is doing anything but that. Um, So, yeah, it's it's sad to say, but uh, there have been instances of where people are being forced out of uh, alternative level of care beds in hospitals deemed to be appropriate to go to a long-term care facility with an empty bed. And uh, we had some 6,000 in 2022 waiting for such beds in our hospitals. Now, ostensibly, it was supposed to relieve the pressure on our overwhelmed hospitals and ERs and children's hospital services. But regrettably, even though like some 3,000 plus of these individuals have been shifted often against their will, I will add, to a facility not of their choosing, we're still faced with all these overwhelmed ERs and overwhelmed hospitals. So it's not addressing what's really going on, is it? No, no. And that's what we hear from healthcare workers. That's what we hear from people like yourself who pay such close attention to this. The lack of choice, is that something that is new or is that something that's just being emphasized maybe a little bit more? It's a cornerstone of medicine to be able to have uh, consent and a patient needs to have informed consent to do almost anything. Uh, And uh, this year, Bill overrides that long-held principle and uh, it's a, a flagrant denial of uh, human right, frankly. So uh, the London Health Coalition, in conjunction with the Ontario Health Coalition, are involved with a constitutional challenge to Bill 7, based on that very ground of uh, it's inflicting unnecessary hardship and pain on people who are already vulnerable, and uh, they are, they're blatantly ageist, and, uh, you know, people with disabilities should not be uh, held this way as, uh, you know, just puppets of a political tactic. Peter Bergmanis joining us from the London Health Coalition. Peter, as a final note, is there, is there examples that you continue to hear about of maybe some of the things that were 
were big concerns when this legislation was being passed to people who have maybe been moved from the city that they lived in where they may have had family and friends to another whole city because that's where there was a space available in a facility because it was within the parameters of what Bill 7 laid out? Well, Bill 7 not only lays out that you may not have any kind of choice in the matter, it also will bludgeon you with the threat of a $400 a day bill if you remain in your hospital bed. And we did receive notice from local family that I believe they're pursuing legal action, so I can't bring their names into the forefront here, but... Just prior to Christmas, a family in the London region was under that very same threat. One of their loved ones was being sent to a facility, none of their choosing, out of the immediate area. The the government bill does permit up to 70 kilometers away in the southwestern part of the province and 150 or more in the northern part of the province. Uh, We're also hearing, strangely enough, that... uh, they're using uh, this antiquated protocol that people already occupying a bed in a long-term care facility could be ejected just simply by not being present due to, say, they have a medical issue. They're in a hospital bed for over 30 days, and then the long-term care facility can eject them from that bed, and suddenly they find themselves uh, rostered on a waiting list to get another bed. Absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, you you wonder where this legislation came from and that when you draft new legislation, usually you try and think about, okay, well, how are all these pieces going to fit together? Usually it's better than what you had. It doesn't sound like this is working out that way at all. We only wish the government had allowed some decent amount of public consultation. They rammed it through in August. Most people weren't even paying attention to what's going on. And we were desperately trying to get the ear of the premier, and he just refuses to hear the advocates, but he is listening to all his consulting uh, lobbyists in the industry itself, and it's frustrating beyond belief. Well, Peter, thank you for the update. I know we'll be talking more about this in the next little while, so we really appreciate you keeping this uh, front and center. And we appreciate you uh, letting the listeners know every time these issues come up, Mike. So thank you. Peter, again, Happy New Year. We'll talk soon. As well to you. That's Peter Bergmanis, spokesperson with the London Health Coalition. So we wanted to check in. How are things working? And there's an example. Peter says you have a family right now that is looking into legal action because you've got a family member that is moved. You've got other threats that, well, if you're going to stay in hospital, it's going to cost you $400 a day. It doesn't seem to be made more streamlined. This iron ring, I'm going to go back to that. There are a lot of things you can point to with Doug Ford and say, you know what, that's that's good. That's a good move. That's a good move. This is one that isn't. This is one that is not good. And we put a, a basically a request out to the Ministry of Long-Term Care at 9 this morning. 9 this morning, I put out a request. And I know... You know, public service, and and I know that sometimes when you when you put a call in, you're not going to get a call back for a day. Well, maybe that's taking place, but it's now been 30 minutes shy of an entire working business day, and there isn't even an an acknowledgement that that message was there. We wanted to talk to them. Nope. 
They don't want to talk. At least not right now. Let's hope that changes. Not even a statement from them. 